0: of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Perspective, where we get God's perspective on various life topics and situations. Today, we're going to be talking about the fruit of the Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? I remember way, way, way back when I first started promoting gospel music, and I worked with an artist by the name of Angel Sessions and through her music i actually learned so much about the bible because it was 2015 and i was just newly saved and still trying to figure things out and her music helped me so much because i would hear something like the fruit of the spirit and i'd be like okay i need to go look this up what does that even mean christian music is so so important especially as you're growing and learning in christ um, it's always important, but especially during those developmental stages where the Lord is just bringing you through and you're following His guiding and His leading to to learn. And, um, you know, I was so hungry for the Word because I didn't even meet Him until I was 40 years old. And so um, when I did meet Him, I was like, oh my goodness, I need to know everything about this man they called Jesus. And so today we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And Angel Sessions had a song that was about the fruit. It was called Know Them by Their Fruits. And again, I was just really um, in awe of the way that the message was delivered through her music. And so in looking up what the fruit of the Spirit meant, <laughs> we go to Galatians 5, 23. It says, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so 1 John 4 and 1 says that we are to test every spirit to see if it is of God. And the people who have confessed that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, they are of God. And so we need to dig a little bit deeper into each individual fruit. And as Rodney Howard Brown always says from the River Church In Tampa Bay we need to become fruit inspectors (laughs) I love that I say it all the time and I love it because it's so true we need to always be looking at the people that surround us and are they bearing fruit and you know I mean I know that not everybody is perfect and not everybody will have all of the fruits of the Spirit. But like when you look and you take a good look, (laughs) and you start to look at it under a microscope. is like, do they have any fruit at all? And that can be a problem, especially because we are not to be unequally yoked. And the Bible says not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers, but we need to not be unequally yoked with believers too (laughs) in this day and age because, you know, everybody is a believer. Everybody's a Christian, but you know, these are the qualities that we find in Christians that really tell us if they have the Holy Spirit within them and if they're being guided and led by the Holy Spirit. So, the first for the Spirit is love, and 1 John 4 and 8 says, Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God's love was revealed among us. God sent his one and only Son into the world so that we might live through him. Now, there's tons and tons of verses about love and this is the true definition of what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. I just absolutely love that beautiful, beautiful definition of what love is. The Holy Spirit through Paul really, really uh, touches my heart through that scripture. So that's what love is. So those are the qualities of love that we need to look for in a person. Is the person patient, kind? Do they envy? Do they boast? Are they proud? Look for those qualities in people. Not dishonoring others, not gossiping, not self-seeking not being all about self because really we are supposed to empty ourselves. We are supposed to be consistently trying to serve others. We're supposed to be always looking to do as the Lord leads us, which has very little to do with self most of the time. And John said it really well. He said, he must increase and I must decrease. So we need to die to self. That's super, super important to remember. And that's the definition of love. Love, love, love. I love talking about love. So the definition of joy, which is the next fruit of the Spirit, it's an emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something Exceptionally good or satisfying, keen pleasure or elation. And the Bible says in Nehemiah 8 and 10 that the joy of the Lord is ours. Strength. And there's so, so, so many verses about what joy is, the joy of the Lord, how our joy exceeds any circumstance. It's It comes straight from the Holy Spirit. It comes from knowing Him, from being in His presence. Uh, God is joy. God is all of the fruits of the Spirit. And so we need to display those fruits and live in them and live in joy and live in peace, regardless of what's going on in the world, regardless of our personal circumstances we need to know that joy lives within us and that is a really important thing to remember the next for the spirit is peace and peace oh my goodness i love peace (laughs) i love peace I love talking about it. Um, the very first time that I ever heard this scripture, I was really, really, really going through. I was having anxiety attacks. It was uh, when I first moved to the city that I'm in right now and um, having major, major anxiety attacks. The enemy was really trying to whip me around for various reasons. I was just in the process of being saved. There was a war for my soul. It was crazy. Uh, there was a war for my soul because I spent 15 years in media serving the enemy. And the Lord was like, she's mine. Mine, mine, mine. <laughs> and so, during an anxiety attack, and this is one of the very first scriptures that I ever ever read and heard during an anxiety attack, the Lord led me to uh, a YouTube video. And this is a YouTube video, the, there was a pastor speaking, and the pastor kept speaking, Isaiah twenty six three, And he kept saying, you will keep in perfect peace whose mind is Stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. And the first time I heard that scripture, it's like everything that was going on within me and going on around me just ceased just like that. And the Lord led me to that in that moment, but I actually didn't even know that it was scripture. I just knew the way that it felt when I heard that. And so I started listening to this pastor more often. I started listening to this teaching that he was doing about being in perfect peace and the peace of God. And as I started to listen to that, I was feeling the peace and I was, you know, experiencing that peace for the first time. And it was, Truly, truly, truly amazing. And so now it's like we need to constantly be in peace. Like we need to live in the peace of God. And so the definition of peace is the state of tranquility or quietness of spirit that transcends circumstances. So again, whatever is going on around us, it doesn't matter because we have the peace of God dwelling within us. And Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. So we know that when we have the Spirit of God living within us, and he is the Prince of Peace, we can experience that peace when we just... Stay focused on him instead of the situation. So the next fruit of the spirit is forbearance and who actually knows what this means? Uh, well, the world knows what it means because it has something to do with, uh, you know, defaulting on a mortgage payment. And I was like, okay, well uh, that's not going to happen to us because we're children of God and we're provided for. So the word forbearance, here's the definition of it. The idea of forbearance arises in the Bible under different words. Forbearance could be explained as showing patience even though a thing is owed to us. It is holding back or restraining the self from doing something that the flesh wants us to do. It is controlling oneself when provoked or offended. So it really is a lot like self-control, but it's the patience that is within us that is coming out and you know we always do want to react in the flesh but at the end of the day it's like
0: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time
1: How did you react? And God is looking for a reaction in those circumstances. So are we going to bear the fruit of forbearance? Are we going to show that patience? And are we going to restrain ourselves, again, die to self and restrain ourselves from saying what we want to say and doing what we want to do? Well, the Holy Spirit is guiding us and saying forbearance is the patience of holding back, restraining the self. And the flesh is going to rage and the flesh is going to want what the flesh wants. But what does the spirit of God say that is within us? How do we then control ourselves, especially when we're being provoked? Because the world is, you know, mocking us right now. Oh, where is your God? Where is your God? This is all we're hearing. So how do we respond? Well, forbearance, controlling ourselves when provoked or offended super important guys the next fruit of the spirit is kindness and kindness is something that we can show in all circumstances we definitely definitely can look to jesus for the perfect definition of what kindness is you know he went out and he healed all who came to him. He had compassion. He was so, so kind. He wanted to heal the world. He wanted to feed the world. He wanted to show his mercy and his great power. And kindness is selfless it's compassionate it's merciful and the perfect example is when Jesus said love your neighbor as yourself um, you know showing kindness to everyone no matter what the circumstance no matter how people are treating you when you respond in kindness it's so super important to show the kindness of God who dwells in you and so um, I can remember situations when I worked corporate where clients would be yelling and screaming at me Uh, But how do you react in that situation? Okay, let's get down to the point. Let's figure out how we can work this out. Responding in kindness and with patience is so super important. And I can remember one of my clients calling my boss and saying, I just want you to know that this morning I called Kelly up and I freaked out on her about something. And I just want you to know that her response was she was patient, she was calm, all of those things that helped to resolve the situation instead of escalating the situation and and she commended me for it afterwards, after she apologized, of course. She she said, you know, you really showed a lot of patience, you know, you kept calm in a very stressful situation and you know, I want to commend you for that. And so then I wasn't even saved. I didn't even know the Lord, but it's like I always just knew that you don't want to add fuel to the fire. You don't want to respond the way that some Somebody is speaking to you. How do we respond in those situations? Well, we show them who Christ is within us and who was he? He was patient. He was kind. He was calm. He was all of those things. And so we have to always show the love and the patience and kindness of God in every single situation. The next fruit is goodness, and uh, this is from davidjeremiah.org. The Lord has an infinitely generous attitude towards us. By nature, he longs to bring joy and blessing to all his creatures. The Bible repeatedly presents goodness as a core quality of our Lord. Um, and a lot of times it says goodness, his loving kindness, and the things that he showed and that he displayed while he was on this earth. He has been a an example for us, you know, for generations and generations, having that strong foundation of goodness in our lives, uh, the Lord is just absolutely amazing. Faithfulness is the next one and here's the definition. Faithfulness is the concept of unfailingly remaining loyal to someone or something and putting that loyalty into consistent practice regardless of circumstances. So, faithfulness is remaining loyal to someone or something. Putting that loyalty into consistent practice regardless of circumstances. It's remaining loyal to the Lord. It's remaining loyal loyal to him and standing on his promises and knowing and believing that his promises are true. Believing the Bible, believing every word that he said, believing his promises, speaking those promises over every situation, uh, replacing the words that are going on around us with the truth, because there's so much going on around us and so many lies being spoken every single day. But the word is the only truth. So faithfulness is all about how do we respond? Well, we have to know the word of God first and know that his word is true. And being faithful to God and choosing him in every single situation is super important. And he's watching for those reactions. He's watching for us to know that our belief in in his promises and speaking those promises over any situation that we're in. When you speak the truth over things, that's how you show that you are faithful, that you are full of faith. Gentleness. So gentleness in the Bible means care and respect for others in the way that you act and speak. Why is gentleness so important as a Christian? You demonstrate the spirit at work in your life when you show gentleness. It is important to Christians because it's important to God and it's so super important to always remain gentle and kind. I cannot stress this enough. People who are truly uh really at peace with God and truly like have peace and rest within their souls, like you can hear the gentleness in their voice. You can know that that gentleness is it's just such a beautiful thing and I know a few people that when they speak it's like I just instantly feel... like at peace to hear them speak because there's so much gentleness and so much kindness and so much love even just in their voice. It's amazing. And the last one is self-control. And this is what Open Bible has to say about self-control. For the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us all. So self-control is all about, yes, renouncing ungodliness. So, you know, when your flesh wants to react and respond in certain situations in a negative way, have that and practice that self-control. The spirit who lives within us allows us to have that self-control. It allows us to renounce worldly passions. So again, like what does our flesh want to do in those situations? Well, we are supposed to crucify our flesh. We are supposed to not give into those temptations and those situations that will put us out of alignment with God. And uh, you know, it's really really difficult because we have temptation all around us. We have that temptation and it's really really difficult to consistently crucify the flesh. I mean, we all have our weaknesses. The enemy knows what our weaknesses are, and he's going to try to play on those weaknesses. And so, again, super, super important to practice self-control in every situation. Look at Jesus when he was tempted by the devil after he fasted. It is written, it is written, it is written, and the way to overcome temptation is to speak the word over it. And what happened? The devil had to flee because Jesus resisted. And the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. He has to flee because he knows he's not going to win. He's just going to waste his time with us when we are speaking the word over those temptations. So the devil will always try to tempt us. People who the devil is working through will always try to tempt us as well. But when we speak the word over it, we need to know that the word is powerful. It's sharper than any double-edged sword and it's going to make the devil flee. So I hope this has blessed you guys. Again, inspect the fruit. Super important. Keep an eye out. Know who is surrounding you. Know who is in your corner. Really look for the fruit of the spirit in people. And when you don't see fruit, just know that that's an unequal yoking and that is being unequally yoked with friends, with doesn't matter who it is, with family. It is super important that we remember all of these fruits, look for the fruit, keep an eye out for the fruits, and uh, God bless you guys. I love you. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot
0: flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause, and Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91%